and I try to make my student feel like cooking stuff is fun. You think about chore? Yes, it's, we have to do this every day. So we have to spend time to to cook. If we do that, might as well spend that time away, you know, to help yourself, to make you happy. Welcome to The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. I'm your host, Cap Times food editor, Lindsay Christians. I was delighted to have Paul Sang in the studio with me this week. Paul has been a cooking instructor at the Willie Street Co-op for the past 10 years. There and other places in town, Paul teaches classes on knife skills, how to make winter soups, how to make the yeast dough for steamed dumplings, and how to cook fish. Paul wants everyone to enjoy cooking, and with this cold weather we've been having, it is the perfect time to warm up by the stove. Give a listen. Welcome. Thank you for coming. It's my great honor. My name is Paul Tsing. Um, I come from Marie Street Co-op. How long have you been at the co-op? Wow. I think almost 10 years. Nice. Yeah. Have you been teaching the whole time? First, I approached co-op for, for teaching sushi class. Oh, nice. And they say, sure, come here to do a cooking class for us. Later on, they have a job open for the whatever cook job open in, in their offsite kitchen. That's how I get into the, the door of co-op. Since then, well, now I only cook, and, uh, which is, you know, cooking here and there, I'm still doing cooking club classes all the time. But not really do a lot at that time because I'm working full-time as, as a cook for, for OSK Kitchen, so I I don't have a lot of energy on, you know, to, to do yeah. something else, so, because cooking itself really demanding. Why did you want to teach sushi as your first class? Like, why? what made you want to do that? Oh, um, I was sushi chef for Firefly Asian Cafe. That's a long time ago. This restaurant uh, didn't exist. Was that on the west side? University and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Far, Farley. Yeah, I've been there only more than a year, and it closed down, become a taco place. Yes, and yes, yes. That's how I started cooking classes. Actually, before that, I was also doing classes for a lot of local, um, like Wang Fa's, started from there. Because I, I, I like to share my my love of, of good food and, 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 and show people something decent, something like, my, I have some very personal philosophy about about cooking. I, I think cooking itself is this. It's, devo- it's devotion. It, you, you're taking yourself. You take care of yourself, and and mentally, also physically. Once you, you I often tell, tell, tell my students, once you feel good about about eating your own own cooking, and you feel good, you physically, you know, healthy. You mentally feel good. I mean, our society should be a good place. It all comes back to the stove and it, figuring that out for yourself, yeah? Yeah. So I, I think cooking should be, it's, it's a game of concentration. It, 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 you spend that, that period of time with food, and you you start to develop develop how to cut things, meat and plots, how, how to prepare the simple dish, whatever you want. I often tell students, say, pick up a, a, any cooking book you want. It doesn't matter. Just cook from the page one to the end. By the end, I bet you're you're a better cook. That's harder than it sounds. I think maybe. Well, there's a movie, right? Yeah, there's there is Julia, Julia, Julia. Julia. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, 
I mean, Julie Child. I mean, that book is really cool too. I, I recently I just I just really finished uh, her uh, her book about her life. About you know, it's 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 cool. It, well, it doesn't matter. You don't, you don't have to pick a specific thing, you know, French or any simple. You pick one. Or, you know, if you don't have time to cook the from page one to page thirty eight or whatever, page ten, one to ten. That's fine. Just I get mean, it started. Yeah, just get started. How did you get started cooking? Where did you start cooking? I was in Chicago. I was working at the uh, satellite industry. During the weekend,、um, I just went to、uh, taking cooking one on one. I like to go out to eat a lot. I enjoy eating, but I, I, mean, I don't even know how to cook. I always take it for granted. I take one on one. I realize, holy cow! I take food as for granted. I just know how to put it in mouth. I don't even know what should I, what should taste like. I never thought about where the food come from. And how to cut things uniform? I have no clue. The one on just like sesame seed, open the door. So that's how I started. Originally, I started just for for fun, but after that, I started taking more classes, and I completely change changing my so called career path. I hate to use the term, but I'm sorry. Just changing my work <laughs> from from working for satellite, and I going getting into an entry level for、um, hotel inter- intercontinental. As a pantry cook, from basic minimum wage, whatever, all the way to executive chef at Accenture. That's a long time ago. It sounds like it changed your life as well as your career. It is. Like, yeah, it is changing. I I I just love it to to cook, to show people how fun, how much you get from that that simple cooking. You know, I really admire people, those not those professional cook. Cooking in a restaurant, cooking in any institution, they、like、day in, day out, they just do their job repetitively. That's just a beautiful thing. I, I wonder when you are putting together, like, okay, I'm going to teach a class about how to make soup or you know some specific kind of thing.、Mm-hmm. How do you narrow the focus? Because it seems to me that one of the challenges with putting together a cooking class could be making sure you can. Get through enough information in the time that you have, and also incorporate whatever hands-on kind of training you want to do. It seems to me like it would be maybe tough to be like, okay, you want to learn how to roll grape leaves, but you don't know how to make rice yet, kind of thing. Like, how do you how do you narrow that focus for your cooking classes? Wow,、uh, recently I just finished the soup class, winter soup for Winter Co-op.、Um, before the class, the, my coworker told me, "Hey, Paul." You have a full class, twenty people sign up. I was like, "Wow!" Okay. So, <laughs> on my on my class layout, I have I have to make minestrone, and I have to make、um, uh, meat ball with vegetable and pasta.、Okay. So all my all my class my my unique characteristic of my class is everything from scratch. Okay. So so I make fresh pasta. I was gonna say so, including the noodles. So、okay. so the, the question that my two hour long classes. I won't be able to do all that in in a two hour. Say for minestrone, for instance, for instance、uh, my recipe has I cook my cannellini, cannellini beans with my abrolli rice and prosciutto together. All of it together. Together, that's separate. So that's so I cannot I cannot finish cooking. Even I, my recipe, I call I call say you have to soak your bean overnight. What I did, I was I went in early. Three hours early, so I start to cook the bean and rice prosciutto. By the time student come, already done. But also, 
for start quick um, class start outing, have some some plus like pre cut something, you know, and so that that helped me to prepare everything within that two hour. I still can do as much as I can to show them from scratch. Of course, the twenty people definitely a challenge because I'm not trying to to feed everybody like a full meal, but at least everybody happy to the end of class. They try those two soups, they enjoy. I was like, wow. I never thought about minestrone. One student came to me say, she said, minestrone for me is like so soupy, but yours not. Yours really have a have a little, little kind of kind of little on the, on the thicker side, little little because a broiled rice cooked down and bean you know, kind of all kind of become a little a little mushy, you know, kind of starchy. Yeah. So yeah. so the taste rate, not, I, I shouldn't say you said more heavy, but it's really hearty. You know, I love that. Student love that too. Do you find that people who are coming into your classes have a lot of cooking knowledge, or do you find that they are, like, interested but not really confident in their cooking skills yet? It depends. Okay. Depends. Um, I, 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 I usually will ask them, anybody have any, say, knife skill, anybody work in the kitchen before? And uh, I also ask them, do you, if any, do you have any experience on food before? That's how I start. No, no matter what, I even I sometimes like to go to cooking classes to to learn some from other oh, chefs. Oh, same, yeah. So that that way I can say, oh, that's how. He, because everybody have say say cutting onion, everybody have different way to cut onion, right? Everybody different way to cut tomato. So you start to see the different people doing things. You start to learn which one you think is more efficient or more to your style that works for you. Yeah, keep learning. So I try to use a cooking closet as a, my like stage. For me, it's like performing arts. I sometimes like sing a song when I cook. <laughs> <laughs> That's delightful. <laughs> come together. <laughs> so sometimes like, you know your food, you come together. You know, remind me of the the song. And so, so anyway, I I, I enjoy cooking classes. For me, it's it's, it's entertaining. Just have fun. You know, and I try to make my student feel like cooking itself is fun. Mm. It's not. You think about chore? Yes, it's, we have to do this every day. I mean, of course, if you're rich enough, you can go out to eat every day. I, I, that's that's, you know. But uh, how many people can do that? So we have to spend time to, to cook. If we do that, might as well spend that time. In a good way, you know, to help yourself. To make you happy, we we eat out so much, and I see. I know I personally will see beautiful technique on the plate in certain places where I go, and I I know I can't do a brunoise that looks that <laughs> tiny, and I know that maybe I'm not going to be able to take the time to to smoke my carrots and then make them into a puree and then all of these things. And I wonder if, like, do you hear from people that they are that they love food and they want to learn how to cook, but they're intimidated? Oh, yeah. Or they have high expectations for themselves they can't meet? Um, I often tell my students, don't, don't treat yourself too hard. Bonoir, how many chances for you to do bonoir for yourself? I mean, I, I don't. I mean, think about it. <laughs> I mean, if you do consomme, you might have the bonoir size of a carrots or, or something, you know, to make floating in, in, in your consomme. And build. I mean... You don't have to, right? Little small dice work. You don't have to. So 
I mean, of course, if you want to nail down, nail down your your, your knife skill, the technical skill, fine, you can do that. But practice, I, I think cooking itself is so forgiving. It, it, it say, it, accidentally you might burn your your pie. Are you gonna throw out the whole pie? No, no. You still have some some good piece inside there, maybe still tasty, still edible. So, I mean, if you overcook your chicken breast or your, your fish, are they still edible? Yes. You're not work. You you cooking for yourself. You're not working for anybody else. You know, enjoy that. Still edible. It, it just learn from it. So next time you go, oh. Oh, this time I overcook my chicken breast. Why? I figure, oh, maybe I put in the oven, um, three hundred fifty degree, put fifteen minutes, maybe too long. Next time I three, I I put three fifty, but do ten minutes. See what's different, right? You know what I'm saying? So you try, it's just an experiment. So you learn from it. You you build a, you know, like build build up your 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 you know step by step. So you learn, so you grow from it. So after you cook, if you fail three times, you you know sometimes mistake happens. It's it's great teacher because if you don't have any mistake, you're like, whoa, what's going on? You never <laughs> mistakes good things. So you learn from it. You know. I was um, t- experimenting a little bit last week because I was uh, at home working from home, and I was you know trying to teach myself how to supreme citrus. Whoa! And wow. I thought, well, because I thought if my knife isn't sharp enough. That's a big deal. And also I was trying to – I cooked a duck because duck is delicious. and But it's so fatty. And so I was like worried the whole time that it was going to catch fire, which it did not catch fire. It was Go fine. but And it tasted great and it was super simple. But I was, I was like nervous the whole time that I was going to take this thing that had died, right, and that, that like and, – and I didn't want to wreck it. I wanted to sort of honor the fact that it had – lived and then died and then now it's in my kitchen and I need to do right by it. Um, Great and, attitude. Yeah. Beautiful attitude. But it it seems to me that also when I cook for my friends, it it doesn't matter if, if, if the duck was a little bit dried out or I overcooked the shrimp a little bit or there's too much lemon juice on something. They're, they're just so happy that I cooked for them. That's a positive attitude. Yeah. That the energy you put in. The caring love for that, for your friend, for the food. I mean, you, people around you can feel it if you have a good energy. And the food will show it. That's why sometimes I say, I'm just a facilitator. I'm not really, you know, I'm a cook. As I'm just presenting the food itself. I just make it, make it, you know, make it beautiful, make it more beautiful, more presentative. That's about it. You know, food itself is, is just, just wonderful, you know. And talk about knife skill. Yes, I got to promote that. And I, I, I believe fundamentally, if you want to cook for yourself, first thing you have to do is really have a, want a good, good knife, good sharp knife. So you don't have to have those fancy whatever knife. No, but something fundamental, basic, standard steel, chef knife and paring knife, um, bread knife, and... And that's about it. Yeah. That's what we need. And um, I have a lot of cook um, knife skill classes coming up for Willie Street Co-op. Good. Um, I do some commercial here. 
<laughs> yeah, please do. I will tell you which day I'm doing that. Okay. Um, I have one on the um, a night school class on March 14, April 18, May 9, uh, June 6. It's a night school classes. So are those hands on? Should yes. People, should people bring their own knives? Um, yes. Some of him. Uh, I can't. Most of them hands on. One of the north side may not. One of the north side just for demo. Usually, I invite people, my participant, to bring your knife in because I I do some. I show them how to sharpen my like on a whetstone. Yeah, I have a whetstone. I provide west. Uh, I I'm, I have a whetstone. I have a two different kind of sharpening stone. I show them how to use those. Um, yeah, I I just try to cover all the basic fundamental knife from sharpening, how to taking care, how to store, and. How to purchase knife, all the way to how to bon noir. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, those tiny little dice. I always think, who has time for that? Um, I, I wonder, um, in in your classes in general, how important is it for you that people do get to be a little hands on, and is it more important for some things than others? So, of course, ideally, the hands on is the best because you can really have chef right next to you. To to help you to facilitate to, to you know, but in reality, say we have twenty people in my class. There's no way I can do hands on because I'm, I cannot take it in two hours. It's challenge. So, um, so when I when I design a class, most of the class is is for demonstration. But say some some bowls, jowls. Um, dumpling, steam bomb, those I might invite occasionally in my in my student to come to participate to to form, to roll to so so that, yeah it it's a challenge to to has um, and so if I have more help I mean you know assistant I have more stovetop you know have an individual station like. But in Willie, we we have challenge. We only have you know four, four st- burner and two ovens. So we try to do as much as we can. Yeah. With something like bao, like I've eaten a lot of them, but I don't know how the dough should feel if I'm like if I'm trying to make bao myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have a sense of like how spongy it should be, how moist it should be. That's yeast dough. That's for yeast. Oh, so, okay. Yeast dough. It bounces actually also very. It's not full. You don't have to be, especially after first fermenting. The the as the first fermenting, you start to punch it down to the portion out, portion out, start to roll it, and put a filling and then form. So that at that time you don't have to go to the first second fermenting. So I say bounce itself is really, it's really not so difficult. As soon as you have, I have recipe here. It's for you. You can see, measure out everything by gram. It it shouldn't be so sticky. It's easy to work with. And then, so now you're you're feeling about hand have to come in. You feel the dough. A little bit thicker than one eighth inch. It's fine. Even thicker doesn't really really matter that much. But about usually it is it itself can be a whole meal. One or two will, will make you full because. Pasta and flour, and and have a if you have a meat inside, usually 
my feeling of the meat, protein, and the vegetables. So it's like full meal itself. If you were to try to explain to someone why you think it's important that we cook for ourselves, why? Why is it important that we cook for ourselves? Why not let someone else make these steam buns for me? <laughs> As a human being, we have to survive by eating, right? Only in time we cannot really cook. It, 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 maybe we're sick. We um, getting older. We we lost that capacity. To taking care, to take care of ourselves. Otherwise, why why shouldn't we cooking for ourselves? Why shouldn't we spend a certain time a day to cook to nourish ourselves, mentally and physically? <laughs> I often develop, you know, so-called one-pot cooking method because first you don't need to wash a lot of you know, pots and pans. That one pot can contain, you know, starch. Protein and the fiber, and and that's it. And you just, you know, that's a way to show I taking care of myself. You know, I was writing about a a meat class, like mm-hmm. an intro to meat class that they were having somewhere, and and I was I was amazed at at some things that I felt like were logical, basic things that I wonder if we. Something gets stuck that we think, oh, I, I can't do that or I don't understand that. I call. I, I always tell my students, be brave. I mean, recipe itself is just a guy. You can't say, oh, hey, uh, there, the recipe called for scallion, and we don't have scallion. What can we do? We're not cooking anymore. We just go to eat. <laughs> it's all right. Just still keep going. Just omit that one. So, you know, it, and say, oh, yeah, we do have scallion, but... The recipe say we have to have a um, two ounces, but we only have one ounces. What should we do? Hello, it doesn't really matter that much. Okay, still keep going. Just just go with flow. Cooking stuff is just just like life. You have to be flexible. You know, accept what you have and see what happens. Enjoy. Be brave. Don't give up. Do you have? Any pieces of advice like that that you give to people who say, look, I don't really know very much how to cook, but I want to be a better cook. Are there things that you would say to them? Well, I mentioned it before. Just yeah. pick, a, pick a, well, of course, come to my cooking class is one way to, to learn. <laughs> <laughs> of course, commercial again. Well, um, I also mentioned that to to, uh, to most of my, my classes. Just pick up a, a simple cooking book. You can just go to a secondhand bookstore. Just buy, buy a simple cooking book. A thing that's possible, okay? Just pick one, a small one. Start to cook with that book. You start to learn from it, you know, step by step. I mean, really, just just, just go try, you know. And um, there's a Chinese saying that the, the journey's got to start off the first step. Start a thousand journey, you got to first, you know, start your first step. So, same thing, cooking. You got to start your first small step. Just, you know, try. Give yourself a chance to try. Okay? Yeah. And I know, now I know people watching a lot of TV shows, especially cooking shows. People love watching cooking shows, you know. I understand. After you're watching cooking show, put into practice. Have there been classes that you've taught that um, were more popular than others? Like, what are your biggest hits? Like, this one always sells out. People love this one. Knife skills. Knife skills, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah knife skills probably the most most popular one, you know, no matter in 
Electric Co-op or um, other location. Madison College may also and um, yeah, life skills. That's fundamental. You you have to have that. It will help you a lot. Save some time. It's, no matter what what you cook, an life skill is is fundamental. I mean, no matter what what type of food you do, French, Italian, you name it. You gotta chop up the 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 onion or carrot or, I mean. Even the, if, well, even you do braising dish, you you have to cut your whatever vegetable, root vegetable, in a uniform size. You cannot one like small dice and another one like a big chunk. So any things that you're looking forward to? You mentioned the knife skills classes coming up. Are there any other classes that are coming up uh, this winter and spring that you want to tell people about? Oh yeah, another commercial. I, <laughs> well. <laughs> February seventh, fish class. Ooh, what are you doing in fish class? Um, I'm showing how to do simple pan fried fish. You see, you can make a meal so fast, and within thirty minutes, you might have a meal ready. That sounds so good. And、uh, February twenty eighth, xiaolongbao, steam bun. April twenty fifth, all in Willow Street Co-op, crepe. It's a、uh, Vietnamese crepe versus、uh, French crepe. So,、um, also. June thirteenth, cooking with five or less ingredient. So I kind of, yeah, I I design all the class, no matter, you know, Willie Street Co-op or any other ven venues.、Um, I design all the classes. You know,、um, I kind of, kind of, of course, I want to, you know, make people feel interest about this, and they can come and they can. Learn, and we can share, you know, that that the thing, the the meal together. That'd be you know, wonderful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for coming in. I really、it's, appreciate it. It's my great honor to be here. Thank you for having me. Been the Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, produced by the Capital Times. Our music was composed by Patrick Christians. We get editing and tech support from our CT podcast guy Eric Lawrenson. The Corner Table drops every other week, and you can subscribe on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud, among other places. Follow us at Corner Table Podcast on Facebook, and find more food and drink news every day at CapTimes.com. Check out our recent features on glam sushi rolls, a new Italian restaurant coming to Atwood Avenue, and a preview of Distill America. I am your host, Cap Times food editor Lindsay Christians. My wish for you this week is soup dumplings like the kind they have at Dumpling House. They are so warm and lovely. Cheers. Cheers.